Welcome to the CEO and Overflow podcast. My name is Emily Haas, and this week I want to talk about a hot topic that a lot of people ask me about, which is how to call in higher level clients. The unicorn clients who literally have hardly any questions to ask you. They're just like, in, sign me up, pay in full all the things. And I really just want to emphasize like what it takes mindset wise, what it takes in terms of your content strategy and yeah, how to become an energetic match as well for somebody who is like that super coachable, who understands, who trusts the process. So with that being said, let's get into the episode. I'm so excited for this training because I get asked this by my current clients when they first come to me. Um, And I just get asked this on a regular basis in terms of how can you call in higher level clients. And higher level often means to most people, clients that are going to pay you at your higher prices, clients that are going to respect your prices, clients who are going to, I don't know, respect your boundaries, right? Like that you've put in place. Higher level client, you need to define what that means for you, right? And a lot of times it's clients who just understand the power of investing, the power of having ongoing support. And so in this training, I want to break down for you how I've done it, how I've definitely done it without trying, without being attached to it. And how it's just like the women in my world now, like they get it, right? Like they understand the power of investing. They respect my boundaries. I'm raising my prices and they're buying anyway. Like how is this all happening? So let's get into it. Okay, so the first thing that I wanna talk about is when you are having this initial desire, this usually comes up when you've either worked with not so ideal clients people who have put up objections, maybe about like continuing on at your new prices, um, or just people who start off super motivated, super committed. And then as they get further into the coaching, you're just realizing that they're not, or they're not showing up for the investment, or they're not showing up for themselves. And it can be really frustrating because you're like, well, They weren't like this in the beginning. They weren't like this on our sales call or in our sales conversation or however you enrolled the client. And that's when usually this initial desire comes up. Also, if you are signing potential clients or having conversations with potential clients and they're saying things like, I can't make this work, I can't afford it, it's too expensive, you know, things like that. So here's what I'll say is that one, regardless of how, you know, what desires you have on your heart of who you want to work with, there are always going to be people, right, in your inbox or in your DMs or in your world who can't afford your offers, right? Like there's always going to be a couple people, you know, the size of the people definitely matters on like your energy and how you're showing up, which I'll get into in a second. But it's like, you know, my mentor who makes had a million dollar month, right? Like you got, most of you guys know who my mentor is, like Steph, right? Like she literally has some people I know for sure that only buy her low ticket stuff, right? Or people who come into her world who have money objections. And I remember having this conversation with her actually in private coaching. 
And I was just expressing this to her. And I was like, you know, I just want your opinion on this. Like, do you do a gut check with yourself? Do you like, if your money is completely straight and you know that you've been investing in yourself and you're being the client that you want to attract, like, how do you deal with this happening kind of thing? And I remember this being like a couple months ago. And she said to me something that was so profound that I want to pass on to you guys. Um, that is, that was just like, so eye-opening for me is that like, yes, the power of the mirror theory, which is we are what we attract, is really good to always just have a gut check, right? Like to be able to, when you're getting objections from people, when you're attracting not so ideal clients, to have a gut check and to ask yourself, okay, well maybe in health, wealth, and relationships, not just in business, because sometimes we literally don't always mirror each other. Sometimes when Someone says they're committed, but their actions aren't following that. Sometimes it can mean that we are saying that we want to lose weight or we want to get back in shape or we want to put ourselves out there and start dating again, but our actions aren't following that, right? So it doesn't have to literally mean that we are identically mirroring each other. It can mean that it's a completely different area of our life where we're not showing up 100% committed, right? So we're being reflected back that behavior. It's always really good to do, right? A gut check. But to not be obsessed with the mirror theory at the same time, because something we were in conversation about when I was having this conversation with Steph was she was just like, just because, you know, there's somebody in your DMs right now who can't afford your program or your coaching or private coaching. One does not necessarily mean there's anything wrong with your pricing, number one. But two, that doesn't always have to mean that you have anything wrong with the way you're showing up or your commitment level or the way that you invest, right? So it's always really good to do a gut check and be like, am I attracting this, right? In any area of my life, where am I saying that I'm committed, but my actions aren't following that? Where am I not getting resourceful? Where am I not asking for help? Where am I maybe acting like I can do everything on my own? It's always really good to do that, but it's not to the point where you're obsessed with it, where you're trying to find a problem where there is none, right? You are growing a thriving business. I don't care what industry you are in, there are going to be people that love you, love your content, love what you have to offer, but can't right now, doesn't mean forever, necessarily invest in your offers or join your programs. And that does not mean or have to mean anything about you. Okay. So that was a really powerful conversation because I think like the mirror theory is great because it makes us in a lot of ways feel like, you know, whether you're mirroring something that you're seeing with your current paying clients or whether you're seeing something mirrored backs to you in potential clients. Like it's always really powerful to do that because the power then is in your hands. Like if you notice any leaks or cracks like in your personal life or things that you're doing that you could clean up, it's always really empowering to be like, oh, okay, like, so I need to make that next step. Like I need to do this because that's the person I want to be. Don't clean up that area of your life of showing up more committed to attract clients, right? because you're doing it for the wrong intention. You're doing it with this underlying attachment that then that means more people are going to sign up. 
right? Do this and be that committed person and be the person that you want to attract because you want to be that person, right? And it's going to be a lot easier to lead those kind of people when you are already being that person yourself, right? So that's what I will say about that, okay? So get that out of the way, right? Like mirror theory, why we're attracting not so ideal clients, all the things before you get further into your head about it. Second thing that I want to bring attention to is, you know, when it comes to this ideal high-level client, when you put this high-level client on a pedestal or in your mind, you're like, it's, it just seems impossible. I remember at first when I was raising my prices from 7K to 10K, for three months of private coaching. I remember when this was, it was two years ago. And I remember when I was raising my prices, I felt this panic all of a sudden. Like, what if there's nobody out there that's going to pay that, right? Like, what if there's no one out there that's willing to get resourceful? What if, what if, what if, what if, right? Like, doesn't matter the number, doesn't matter the prices, right? That initial panic comes up for everybody. So, I asked myself, M, what evidence that do you have that this person is out there? Oh, wait a second. I'm that person. I've invested that much in private coaching. I have gotten resourceful to make investments happen that were way over my head. And it's not about going, oh, well, I invested 10K before. That's not what I mean. It means that it's all relative, right? So a high-level investment is going to be different from one person to the next. What I consider a high-level investment might be different than the next person, right? So somebody paying you $500 a month, that could mean a lot for them, right? And then the next person is like, well, that's not you know as big of a commitment to me, but $2,000 a month is a lot, right? So it's all relative. It's just understanding that if you've been that person, and I know you guys are, right? You are that person. You guys already have done things. You've stretched yourself. You've gotten resourceful. You stay committed no matter what. I'm just getting started, but this is so good. It's important to value what you offer and most important, your time. Yes, Susie. Susie's a no-brainer offer. Like, this is something I talk about when you go to create your offer and decide your prices, is you guys are that person. That's what we're not realizing. We're putting this high-level client or unicorn person on a pedestal. And it's like, you guys are the unicorn. This person exists because you're already that person. That's enough evidence. And that was enough evidence for me to go, oh, wow. Like, I remember making investments when it didn't make sense on paper, but for whatever reason, I felt called to be in this person's world and the ROI was so much bigger and better than I ever thought. Oh, right. Like, I've gotten resourceful before. Like, I dug up savings bonds from when I was a baby that I didn't know I had to pay for my first business coach, right? Like, I've done these crazy things. I've taken out credit cards before. You know, I remember when I pivoted into business coaching. I've shared this before, but that week was the hardest for me financially. Why? Because 
I ripped the Band-Aid off. I didn't have an exit plan from my fitness coaching. My clients were phasing out very quickly. It's not like my fitness coaching clients were ideal clients for business coaching, right? So my income was going down, right? And at the same time that that was happening, I was trying to own who I was as an authority out of the gates. As a business coach, it was a very fragile time. I was going through a breakup. My expenses doubled overnight. All these things were just snowballing, right? And if I had placed my worth and value around my current circumstance, I would have never, right? Because I always believe we are shown what we're ready for. There was some, like I call it a light. I call it like whether it's small or whether it's huge, right? I believe the light gets bigger and bigger, but there was a light inside of me, right? In all this like darkness and confusion and what if it doesn't work, there was this little light. And I was like, you know what? That little light, it's gonna get bigger and bigger and it's gonna be a fire and it's gonna fucking trailblaze <laughs> this industry. And I'm gonna be you know, the most powerful business coach and I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna lead so many women and now it's like that fire is, it's a, it's a huge blazing fire right inside of me. But it started off as this little light and that was still there. Despite me not knowing if anyone was gonna buy my business coaching offer, if anyone was gonna sign up with me, I mean, I literally pivoted not having one business coaching client. And I just showed up owning my results I showed up trying on the identity and the belief. I am already a multiple six-figure business coach. I am already a multiple six-figure business coach. Clients come to me so easily. I wake up to dozens and dozens of women in my DMs asking about how they can work with me. Like I was trying on all these beliefs, like an outfit every day. I was putting on this outfit, right, of just belief after belief until I no longer had to try it on. And when I was in that state, I was open, I was hungry, I was available for coaching, I was available to support people, right? So it's like when you commit to something, I believe the universe conforms to commitment. So within the first week, I had people reaching out to me, right? And I met my first business coach, right? As a business coach, I met my first mentor, right? I was shown her stuff, right? So I believe that whether it's a mentor, whether it's the clients that reach out to you, it's when you commit and when you decide energetically before they show up that you are ready and available for it. So my business coach comes along. She asked me, okay, my prices are 5k a month for private coaching. I'm like, holy shit, right? At the time, holy shit. And I got out a credit card, literally was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I know that I'm being shown your stuff for a reason. I know that you came into my world at the perfect time. I know that I need somebody to hold my feet to the fire. I know that this is going to work and I want somebody who's going to lock arms with me and who's going to talk me down from the ledge when I want to back out and go back to fitness coaching, all that stuff. And so it was like, I had done that, right? I had done that. And so when I was raising my prices, when I was at a point where you guys maybe are right now, where you're like, I desire higher level clients, I had to go back to those instances. And we make some kind of exception because we're like, oh, but it was me, right? Like that doesn't count. 
it counts. You guys are literally a person, right? Like it counts. It counts, okay? Because someone's looking at you and going like, oh my God, they're a dream client, right? Like they do what it takes until it takes to make it happen. They stay committed no matter what. They lean into the support. They make investments from a place of self-trust and from wanting to be expanded and wanting to feel fully supported, right? Not for somebody to fix them. Like, you guys are those people, right? Like, I may not have a client relationship with you. You may be somebody in here, but I know that if you're feeling called to work with this person, it's because you are attracted to the characteristics in that person. So you have that available for you right now, whether you decide to choose them or not. Whether you are somebody who is attracted to somebody who's really resourceful, is attracted to somebody who shows up for investments. And maybe it's time to look at why am I attracted to those things? And if I'm attracted to those things, right, how do I start attracting more of it? How do I be more of it, right? Not to attract things, but because that's and people and clients but because first and foremost, I want to be that person for myself. Because guys, who you are as a person is a part of your personal brand. Like, do you want to be the person who stands for playing small, right? Like not stepping up to the plate, waiting for others to go first before you take a risk. Do you, wanna, do you want to be that person in your brand? Or do you want to show up as somebody who's like, instead of waiting for that person to come to me, I'm going to go first. I'm going to be that person. Because I can't ever expect from my audience what I'm not willing to do for myself first. Like, I cannot show up on social media and talk about investing and meeting edges and taking risks if I'm over here freaking out about an invoice or making it mean something about me, if I can't invest in something this month, but I can sure as hell invest in it next month, right? Like, and me maybe not being the person who's like, how can I make this work? What's my next best option? Sometimes getting resourceful, guys, isn't mean that you take out loans. Isn't mean that you take out a credit card. Isn't mean that you dig up savings bonds like I was when I was 23 and trying to join a business coaching program, right? Like sometimes it doesn't mean finding the money to invest in that high level thing. Sometimes getting resourceful means reaching out to the person that you want to work with and being like, hey, like I can't make this work but what is the next best option for me? What else do you have going on? You know, what are your upcoming programs? Can you send me details? Because I understand the power of staying plugged in. I understand the power of maintaining this momentum. And I want to find a way to do that. Right? Because that is also getting resourceful. And a lot of people don't talk about resourcefulness in that way, but that is you still being like, I'm not going to settle at not being able to do something. What can I do 
based on where I'm at. And that is totally fine. And that's totally on time. It's not about going in debt. It's not about, you know, spending more than you can keep up with or putting yourself or your family at a huge financial risk or, you know, not being able to feed yourself, right? Like it's not about doing those things, right? You know, for me, it was like, I'm going to totally say this. And I, and I feel like people need to say this more because it kind of disrespects people who have a family and who have other people to take care of is those moments, like as a disclaimer, those moments where I took out a credit card, where I was, um, you know, investing in a coach when it didn't make sense. Um, you know, when I had my first 33 K month and I was looking for a new coach and she was charging 6,500 a month. You know, I think the thing that people should talk about more is my disclaimer is I didn't have, I don't have kids, right? I don't have even a husband yet. Right. And so it's like, I'm never going to push down people's throats, take out credit cards and put yourself in debt and, and do all these things because, it's like, how can I speak into a situation or act like I know, you know, the consequences of a situation that I've never been in? And I think that a lot of business coaches when in, and just coaches in general, when they're talking about investing, they're looking at it from the lens of their situation. And I just want to say that, like, literally, I'm never going to act like I know what it means to take care of a family and kids and have other financial responsibilities that are not me. I'm single, I live in Austin. I have plenty of clients that have families and kids and who have all done the things that I just mentioned, have gotten resourceful, have made it happen. But it's I always trust and know that they're going to do what's right for them, right? And every time someone says an objection or they say to me, Em, I really wanna join your program, right? I really want to make this happen. It's just that like, I don't know how I'm going to make it work. I always say to them, hey, listen, I trust and know at the end of the day that you're going to do what's right for you. I don't try to act like I understand their situation. I don't try to act like I've been in their situation. And I think that that's, that's towing the line of being out of integrity. Because I think that, sure, it's easy to be on your soapbox and talk about investing in yourself and getting resourceful in all these things, right? Because you're trying, you're, you're trying to really speak into like, this is what I believe in. But I also think it's very important to share the disclaimer of, okay, and you're speaking from the lens of your situation, right? And, and to remember that not everybody is in your situation, right? So I don't have kids, right? Live by myself in Austin, I'm dating, and don't have a family yet. Will someday. I'm going to have a little chunk running around at some point. But, you know, it's like at the same time, I can still hold space for somebody who's in a different situation. I can still speak life into somebody who's in a different situation. I can still give them options, right? I can still suggest different things. But at the end of the day, right, the person that you're trying to attract, you personally, are always going to do what's best for you and trusting that, right? Because then that puts the power in their hands, right? And 
it, again, like it's also relieving the, the responsibility off of yourself. I would never want to be in a situation where I convinced or handled an objection or said something to get somebody to sign up that's manipulative, right? But also it's like, I would never want to put somebody in a weird or bad financial situation just to sign a client. It's a scarcity mindset, right? And it's also you kind of saying, I believe there's no one else out there that can invest, right? This podcast is brought to you by my upcoming program, Slay Your Launch. This is my six-week live group program and course where I'm going to teach you how to sell out your launch without sending out any sales emails and also not having mile-long sales pages and doing it all through your Instagram stories. So how to make sales every step of the way, like literally every phase of your launch, Also, how to be pre-selling people on offers that don't happen until months from now and how to have so much fun doing it, even if you are somebody who's interested in selling multiple offers at once without it being confusing or overwhelming for you or your audience. So if you are wondering how I sell so many things and launch all the time, this is because of how simple, easy, and fun my process is. And now I want to teach it to you. So early bird pricing for Slayer Launch does go up on Monday at the time that you are listening to this. Um, I believe it is Friday the 16th, so it will go up on the 19th. So if you're interested, um, DM me on Instagram. My link is in the show notes. And then also wanted to mention that I am also pre-selling my upcoming August mini mastermind, the consistent cash flow mastermind, where I'm going to teach you how to increase your monthly reoccurring revenue while growing an audience full of people who are ready to buy. So this is going to be amazing, super high touch, super high level, and I'm going to intimately get to know you and your business and how we can make this happen, what needs to happen to raise the temperature of your audience, and also what you need to be doing to increase your monthly reoccurring revenue. So with that being said, if you are interested in Slayer Launch or the mini mastermind that is coming up, DM me on Instagram, link is in the show notes, and let's get back into the episode. But also at the same time, it's a lot of pressure on you as a coach. Like I have to make the ROI for them for it to feel like it was worth it for them to do this. It's like, you're not responsible for their results. You're not responsible for how they show up in between your coaching calls. You're not responsible for the beliefs they have about themselves. There's only so much that you guys can control. And so I just, I just want to say that I don't feel like it's talked about enough. And I just want to like totally say that if you've ever been disrespected in any other way by like a coach who made you feel not good enough because you didn't invest or something like that, like I'm truly sorry. It's not something I stand for. It's not something I believe in. I've definitely been in situations where coaches have tried to say different things to me because I didn't join a program. And again, it's like, what are you prioritizing? Revenue or relationships? And I told myself a long time ago, back in 2018, I said to my coach, I was like, I am always going to prioritize relationships over revenue. 
And what happened? The revenue caught up <laughs> because it was like I wanted people to feel a certain way. I wanted people to feel connected to me. And at the same time, I never wanted the money and chasing revenue and chasing sales to be more important than that. And this is just speaking from experience. Like I, I saw too many people growing up who prioritized money over people. And at the end of the day, like you guys are all human beings with a heart behind a screen, you know, watching my stuff or taking in my content or taking in my coaching, whatever the context is. And it's like, that comes with a ton of respect towards you, honoring where you're at, feeling so grateful that you're here. And also just like giving, empowering you to trust yourself, right? Like I, I can't give that to you. That's a choice that you have to make. But at the same time, like what an empowering feeling when you can make an investment from an empowering and confident decision, not a pressure, fear, I don't feel good enough if I don't do this way. It's just, it's not my style. It's not what I believe in. And guys, it's like, it's not like I'm like, love this coach with heart. Yeah. Like it, it's not like I'm like, oh yeah, I prioritize relationships and just do free coaching all day. And like, it's like, you can definitely, when I say prioritize relationships, I mean that I know nothing is done with force and nothing is done with hard closing. Nothing is done with chasing people. Nothing is done with like constantly following up with people until they tell me to go away. Like, and trust me, my first business coach five years ago was very much of that approach. And it was a nightmare because I was like, is this the way that like, I'm going to be successful is by doing all this stuff that doesn't actually feel good, that doesn't prioritize relationships. And lo and behold, like, he does not own that business anymore, right? Like, there, there's a lot of stuff that's happened. The industry has totally taken a turn and I'm so grateful for it. I think a lot more people are prioritizing relationships and I don't want to get into that. But, you know, after that experience, I just said, you know, like I always want to remain in integrity with myself, my values and what I believe. And I just, I feel like a lot of people forget that when they get caught up in the numbers and the money and all these things. And at the end of the day, just never, ever forget that that person is a human being. Okay. So that was my soapbox about that. Um, now, as far as content and strategy and starting to speak to this person, there's, there's two different things I want to dive into, um, before we wrap up today about this. Okay. So when it comes to content, I'm talking about the posts that you make, I'm talking about your Instagram stories when you go to talk about your offers. So let's let's start with posts on your feed, okay? So with that being said, there's a lot of people that say, I want to call in higher level clients. And I'm like, great. Let's look at your content. And then I go to their Instagram page and they're talking about a lot of beginner problems. Right. Like, and, and this person is saying to me, I want to coach people who get it. I want to coach people who aren't starting out. I want to coach people who have had a coach. Like that's usually how they're describing this person. And then when I say, 
they're talking about beginner problems in their content, it's not the person they're describing to me. Then when I go to look at their Instagram stories and they're talking about their offer, they're over explaining a lot. And you guys know the over explaining energy. It's like, okay, and like, this is what my offer is, but this is why it's important. And this is also why it's important. And this is why I have this many calls. And here's why I'm teaching this over and over and over again, right? Instead of just clearly stating, this is what it is. Maybe this is what inspired me to create it. This is what I'll be teaching. This is how you can join, right? Like it's very matter of factly grounded, confident, certain versus over explaining, right? So that's, that's what's happening. In their content, they're still speaking to beginners. In their stories, they're over explaining or it's one or the other, right? So what I will say to you, whether it's an Instagram story, obviously I'm going to go further into this in Slayer Launch. This is my upcoming program. Starts July 22nd. Little subtle plug there, but I only bring it up because literally we're going to be diving so hard into this, like detail by detail. When you go to talk about your offers in your stories, talk to, and even in your posts, Talk to your audience like they already get it. Talk to your audience like they already get it. What I mean by that is if they already understood the power of investing, they already understood the power of ongoing support, they already understood the power of the program that you're launching or talking about right now. There would be no over explaining. You'd be speaking into maybe higher level problems that this person has because they're a little further along in their journey. They've worked with coaches before. So it's a different set of desires. It's a different set of challenges that they have. You're still further along than this person, right? In the area that you coach in, this is another thing that comes up is, um, well, they make more money than I do. So it's intimidating to coach them. Let's say if you're like, maybe a fitness coach or a relationship coach or a mindset coach or a life coach, this person maybe could be further ahead than you business-wise, right? Like let's say you're coaching coaches or you're coaching entrepreneurs. You're still an authority and further ahead than this person in life coaching, in relationship coaching, in mindset coaching, meaning in this area, you're an expert. You're further ahead than them, right? So it's like, you're not trying to business coach them. So why are you intimidated or feel imposter syndrome to coach that person? Like just because they maybe are further in income or have more clients or something like that, it doesn't mean anything in terms of they're still a beginner or they're still, you know, you're still further along than them in this other area, right? So if they understood how powerful it meant to learn self-love, to learn, you know, how to fall in love with yourself, how to call in your soulmate, how to attract that dream partner, if they already understood how powerful that is, maybe they haven't made the next steps. Maybe they haven't found the right coach. Maybe they've been doing other BS strategies that you know aren't working, right? Maybe they've already done the 
how do I text him back kind of coaching. And you're somebody who's like, hey, like, it's a little bit of that, but it's also so much more. It's also self-love. It's also mindset, right? So it's meeting them where they're at, but also knowing that where they are at is no longer just starting out. Should we be precise and specific in our bio as to what kind of mentor or coach we are? Okay, this is a really good question. This was how I was going to wrap up, right? So, because I am speaking to my lovely client, Ashley, here pretty soon. Okay, so Jen, with being specific and precise in your bio, I think that if you want to start being known as a mentor versus a coach... I think that this is where, this is the difference that I believe in mentor versus coach before I tell you about being specific. I believe the the coach kind of content, the coach kind of programs are very much about the how, the steps, the strategy, right? When you start stepping into mentor vibes, you start hosting or having programs or containers that don't really have a specific end transformation. They are a high level mastermind to get into your world, to get plugged into your support, to be in this expansive community. You don't need to over explain what you're gonna be talking about. You can literally have a container that doesn't have an end transformation. The end transformation kind of programs are kind of more the coachy programs, right? Like, I help you get this in the next six weeks, or I help you do this in the next six weeks. So if you want to start, you know, I kind of blend mentor and coach because I have plenty of offers that serve the how and the strategy. So I have content that matches that. I also have higher level programs where I mentor people where yes, the strategy falls into place, but the person isn't signing up or investing just for the strategy. The person is signing up because they want to feel like they're in an expansive conversation every day with me. They wanna see the behind the scenes of how I'm growing my business. They want to hear the emotional intelligence. They wanna increase their emotional intelligence in our conversations, how they lead people, how they set boundaries, how they manage their energy. It's not just about the strategy alone, how they hold themselves in higher level containers, how they hold themselves when they launch something they never have before. The conversation's a lot bigger in the mentorship versus just the how, right? Someone joins a four-week program just to get the how. It's a shorter duration. It's a more focused, potent conversation with things like masterminds, with things like one-on-one coaching, the conversation is bigger, right? And that's, you know, I have higher level clients, people that are almost at seven figures, right? Join my how programs, but they also join my high level mentorship, right? It's like, I like to blend both because I have containers for both people. So I don't think Jen, you need to be as specific as I mentor higher level clients who get it, who've already invested in themselves. Like we don't need to say that. I think it's more about what kind of person do you want to coach regardless of what you're selling, right? But the bigger thing here in your bio that you wanna lead with is what is the problem that you actually solve? 
right? Because that's what makes it a need rather than a luxury for people, right? Is when they know that you're helping them solve a problem and not need in a graspy, time scarcity, fear kind of based decision way. I mean that it's very clear what problem you solve, right? So you could say like I mentor higher level women who are ready to not only get this step-by-step on how to blank, but they are also desiring to be expanded into the next level income, expanded into um, higher level of income, higher level mindset, higher level relationship into a conscious relationship. Like I'm just saying different examples depending on what type of coach you are. So you can clearly state, I'm definitely going to give you the how, but I'm also going to elevate other areas of your life. I'm also going to, you know, like you're going to be plugged into an expansive conversation, but you know, I've also seen coaches do this where they lead with the problem that they solve and the the type of person that they want to help. And then they have more of a conversation about other containers that they have and other bigger conversations that these people can get into with them in their stories, right? And also in their content. Because I don't obsess over my bio. If anything, I want people to digest my content and know what I stand for no matter what. Know what I stand for regardless of what I'm selling, right? So I try to talk about people that are in it for the mentorship vibes, the bigger conversations, wanting to be expanded, wanting to feel supported, knowing that the strategy is naturally going to fall into place. And I also want to speak to the people that do just want the strategy and do just want the how, right? Because again, I have a product suite that serves both. So with that being said, it's just about meeting yourself where you're at and knowing that your audience can open up, right? So what I would start doing, guys, is I'm sure you've come across dream, unicorn, high-level clients that you want to work with. Start studying them. If you've already signed them as clients, if you've been in sales conversations with them, like strategy-wise, literally go to their profile, click on following, click on hashtags, and look at what hashtags they're following. If you've signed them as a client, ask, what inspired you to sign up? What inspired you to come into my world, right? What was it about my content or what I was saying that really resonated with you? What was the impression that you got that made you want to invest and take this next step? Those are all very important questions because those are the things that you get to double down on, especially if you love working with them. So this literally conversation, so powerful, could go on and on. And what I want you guys to take with you that if I could say anything about this entire training is you are this person. So rather than putting them on a pedestal, rather than believing they're just unicorns who are out there and I don't know if they exist or where are they, start with you. Like you be the one who goes first. Be the leader that you know that you are. Don't wait for people to prove to you that it exists. You are that person. Be that person because you want to be that person. Be that person who's committed. Be that person 
who stays plugged in no matter what. Be that person who invests even when things are good because you know there's room for more. You know there's room for things to be amazing. So don't fire the client to attract higher level client. Again, we're get out of the means to an end mindset. I'm doing this to get this. Do this because you don't want that kind of energy in your space and you're respecting yourself. You're respecting the energy that your other clients are getting because when someone drains your energy, that's also going on to your other clients who are being dream clients or who are respecting you, right? Which they didn't sign up for. So I only had this happen one time, I will say. And I'm not going to get into the drama, the thick of it, but... (laughs) Um, this person plagiarized and sold my work, basically. Long story short. Down to sales pages, down to things in her programs, down to everything, right? This was a client that I took from thousands and thousands of dollars in debt to 50 and 60K months in nine months time. So... When I found out this was all happening and what was going on, um, she had a month of coaching left with me. And I just said, hey, can we have a conversation? Sure. Got on a call with her, said, hey, listen, it's come to my attention that this is happening. Again, I'm not going to go into the details of it that this is happening. So for you, it could just be that they're not showing up for the investment. You know, I would first like really just bring to their attention what you've been experiencing, right? And, you know, for me, it was different though, because she was breaking the contract. She was breaking something legal that she had signed. So it was a different context rather than her just not showing up for the investment. But it's like, I just would always say, this has been my experience. And from this experience, I'm creating the story that you don't respect me, that this investment isn't important to you, that, yeah, like that you're not making the most out of the investment, that this isn't a priority for you anymore. There's so many things that you could say, but I always say I'm creating the story that, because that doesn't, I'm trying to phrase it in a way where I'm not saying that I'm right. And I'm open for you to tell me something different. With the situation I was in, there was no getting around it. Like it happened, like it wasn't a story. (laughs) So I had just said, it's come to my attention, this is happening. And with that being said, I no longer think it's a good fit for us to work together. My team is gonna like unenroll you for all my courses and whatever. I just told her how it was gonna go and said, wish you the best. And she tried like, not acting like it didn't happen. She tried acting ignorant and oblivious to it and all these things. And that was the last I heard from her, blocked her on everything. Yeah. So it was like, it wasn't a matter of her not showing up. If anything, she was showing up and doing a lot more. Right. But I think that when a client doesn't show up for the container, it's just a matter of you saying like, I'm creating the story that this is happening you know, and with that being said, like, you know, I would love to support you with getting back on track and finding a way that we can really make this work. 
so yeah, I would love to know like what's been coming up for you the past couple weeks and just give them the space to express what's going on. And then I always think to myself, you know, if this is really a matter of personal things happening in their life or things with out of their control, what would be better than a refund? Them starting back up in a month. If they have three calls left with you, using those three calls in a month from now. And if they blow off the calls and if they don't use them, like, you know, the investment that they made isn't like calculated, like, oh, they got this many calls. So that means that I owe them this much back because they didn't have, like, it's like you gave them your time and energy probably in between calls. You gave them access to your back end and things. So I just, I don't believe in refunds because my prices aren't matched up with like X amount of time I'm giving them. And if they don't show up for the container and I still try to present a win-win or work with them on it and they still don't show up, it's like the sad part about that is some people don't feel worthy of the support. Some people don't think that, you know, they have a fear of success. And these are all things you can work on with them. But if they're not willing to get support around it, if they don't want support, that's, that's definitely a worthiness thing, right? That you can't, you can't want it more than them at the end of the day. So again, it's not an apples to apples situation, but that is the only other time it's happened to me. Okay. If this was valuable for you, would love to hear your feedback. Also want to let you guys know what I have going on. So for my upcoming masterclass for July, what to launch when, where I'm going to literally show you how I organize all of my launches. You guys see me sell a bunch of things at once talk about a bunch of things. And so I am going to be breaking down how I keep it all organized, how I keep it on track for myself. So it's going to be super step-by-step. It's going to be in a way where you're going to feel a lot more clear about maybe selling multiple things at once, right? And knowing how to keep everything organized and yeah, being able to show up for it consistently. Okay. So that is happening on July 21st. Okay. So you can DM me about any details. And then last but not least, I have my upcoming program, Slay Your Launch. So if you are interested, it's my six-week program. We start July 22nd, where I'm going to show you how to sell out your launch without writing sales emails and without having mile-long sales pages, literally all through Instagram stories. So if you resonated with this training, if you are trying to call in higher-level clients, if you want to clean up your launch process this is definitely the program for you. So if you are interested, DM me on Instagram, on Facebook, wherever's easiest for you. We'll go back and forth, have a little conversation and see if it's a fit. So I love you guys so, so much. And I will talk to you soon.